Hi there, I'm Zach Braff. And I'm Donald Faison. We're real-life best friends, but we met playing fake-life best friends, Turk and JD, on the sitcom Scrubs. 20 years later, we've decided to re-watch the series one episode at a time and put our memories into a podcast you can listen to at home. We're going to get all our special guest friends like Sarah Chalk, John C. McGinley, Neil Flynn, Judy Reyes. Show creator Bill Lawrence, editors, writers, and even prop masters will tell us about what inspired the series and how we became a family. You can listen to the podcast Fake Doctors, Real Friends with Zach and Donald on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, and wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Jabberjaw Podcast Network. Hello, everybody. Happy 2019. Welcome back to another awesome year of 100 Words or Less, the podcast. I'm saying it's awesome, okay? Other people have told me it's awesome. Please, trust me, it's awesome. My mom says, I'm just kidding. Anyways, thank you very much for tuning in to this or downloading. That's a more appropriate term for a podcast to this, uh, this, this broadcast that we got going on. We've been doing this for 334 episodes. Unbelievable. And today's guest is another unbelievable guest. He's actually a repeat offender and a friend of mine, Matt Pryor from the Get Up Kids. He also plays in an incredible band called Radar State, who is releasing a record this very Friday called Strays, and it is on Wiretap Records, and I love it so much. If you like anything that Matt Pryor's ever done, you will absolutely love this particular record, go to wiretaprecords.com. You'll be able to pre-order it there. Well, pre-order it. I mean, you know, it comes out on Friday, so you better get to it. The most limited color of vinyl is sold out. So boom, but, uh, the record's really, really good. Please check it out. Trust me. It's a good one. But, uh, yeah, Matt came back on the show. He wanted to, and I said, absolutely. I would love to hang out and, uh, dig in a little deeper with you on some stuff. And I actually got to uh, talk to him about uh, business stuff in relation to get up kids, which is fun. Cause I didn't, wasn't able to do that at all the first time that we spoke. I hope that you have gone to rockabilly.com because they're back for another year. I love it so much because I love their company. And what they do is they sell high quality band merch. You name it, they got it. Long sleeves, hoodies, whatever it is that you want to clothe your body with, they have it of your favorite band, okay? They have half a million items, all high quality stuff that's officially licensed. They pay royalties to the bands and that is a very, very good thing because if you buy it off Amazon or eBay or anything like that, dude, it's a nightmare. Okay. You were getting low quality stuff and the bands don't get paid for it. Okay. So rockabilly.com is the place to go and use the code PC Jabberjaw that gets you 10% off your entire order. Okay. PC Jabberjaw. That's the word PC or not the word, the letter PC Jabberjaw. Okay. Do that. It will give you 10% off and uh, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll outfit you with some great band merch. Okay. It's essentially me kind of, you know, giving you a, a free band t-shirt. That's maybe if you buy like a hundred dollars worth of stuff, which, you know, I've done that before. So anyways, thank you very much, Rockabilia. I love you and I love you too. I'm pointing at you because, you know, I've had a very interesting past couple of weeks, you know, took last week off. Obviously I, you know, told everybody that. So there was no, Hey, where's the episode this week? Which was good. I'm glad you listened. But, um, yeah, like it's work has been super stressful and it's been like highs and lows where it's like I was on vacation and had a lot of fun stuff going on, you know, in Orlando with my family hanging out at Disney world and all that stuff. But, uh, then there's also some stressful stuff at work. And I, I think the best thing that you can do whenever you're going through stressful moments, stressful things in your life is reach out, 
you have people that care about you. You have people that can offer you advice. And in my head, I'm always like, what do, what do I even ask this person? Like, it's not like they're going to give me some like solution that's going to take me out of this. But in talking to a friend yesterday, I was able to not only feel a little bit better about my situation and scenario, but I was kind of like, oh yeah, I'm not alone in this. Like, it's okay. Everybody struggles. Everybody is not this, this image of being a hero and having everything together because we all have our faults. We all fall very short of whatever image it is that we were trying to portray. So I know this is a little like kind of off topic in a way, but uh, I think you need to be reminded of that. I need to be reminded of that. And I think as you get older, you confront that in so many different ways. And, you know, in my twenties, I might not have even thought about this because it was just like, dude, everything's fine, whatever, blah, blah, blah. But you start to, you know, run into real life stuff and really, you know, uh, your, your, your actions definitely have uh, consequences. So, but anyways, uh, I'm not trying to be dramatic, but I'm just saying reach out to people. Okay. That is very, very helpful. And reach out to me if you want to, if you're struggling with whatever it is that you're struggling with a hundred words podcast at gmail.com. I'm here for you as much as I possibly can be. So anyways, Matt Pryor, great chat, dove into some fun stuff and I don't want to talk anymore. So here he is. And I will tell you who next week's guest is. And, uh, at the end of this episode, let me just tell you, it's, it's a white whale. Okay. So don't just drop it off when I'm saying goodbye to Matt. Okay. I always talk about next week's guest at the very end of the episode. So that's what we got. And here's Matt. about it too i just remember because it was like why are we going west in june i said we gotta go and like oh yeah okay so it's 110 degrees we're playing in las vegas real smart routing (laughs) hey why why would you route around the weather matt (laughs) i man when when dan and i did that acoustic tour and we routed everything seasonally it was like we didn't have any problems at all so we go to florida in february you know we don't go to the east coast until april it was great yeah, it's like that rarely that rarely seems to happen. Like right now they're like, so the record comes out, maybe you guys should go south first. And I'm like, in July? Like we're gonna go to Florida in when the ghetto kids record comes out, not the radar state record. Right. I'm gonna lock my dog up. Hang on a second. No problem. For one of my dogs. She's a barker. <laughs> and she'll just keep doing it. <laughs> and then of course we have lots of like Amazon packages showing up at all time of day because I don't like Christmas shopping, so I do it all online. Yep, yep. Anywho. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so yes, uh, Observatory in June. Yes. That was a, that was a hot one. It, yeah, yeah, it was pretty hot. It was, it was manageable, but uh, yeah, it definitely, <laughs> it was a, it was a fun show though. It was, uh, it was, a, this is something interesting I was going to bring up later, but it feels appropriate to bring it up now where, they, you know, cause that tour, obviously you, you know, you guys were going uh, deeper into your, uh, your catalog of songs, so to speak, but there, you know, and there were people who I was there with who hadn't seen you since like, you know, whatever, like who's cafe days. And it's like, which oh, is, nice. you know, ancient history. And, yeah, yeah. and, uh, you know, so, and when you guys, that, you is, know, that is, that is officially the day. Yeah. As, when, as in back in the, yes, that's <laughs> firmly planted in the day. Uh, yeah. 
there, you know, like when, when you guys played, you know, new songs off the uh, EP, people were kind of like, Oh, like what's this song? It's like, Oh, that's, it's off their new EP. And it's like, it's so funny how, you know, w- w- when you become insular to like the music world and then you realize that people dip in and out where it's like, Oh yeah, people, people don't pay attention to the last like 10 years of like releasing music or whatever. And then when they die, they dip back in, they're like, Oh, this band's still doing stuff like new stuff. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. That, that I'm cognizant of that. Uh, it bothers me when people say it to my face. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right, like, right, like, right. When it's just like, like I, I'm completely aware that it exists, but no matter how many times, like, or it'll be like, if if someone uh, has heard of my band in like in town, I live in a small town, fairly small town, like, and like, oh yeah, I used to see you guys like in the night, like you guys still do stuff, and I'm like, yeah, man, <laughs> still doing it, dude. <laughs> and, and I. uh can I get can I get my groceries now? Please do stop <laughs> talking about this. Right. <laughs> yes, uh, but yes, I, I but I, I can't you know, it's it's not fair for me to expect people to like be on the journey the whole time, which is the kind of fun thing that we're at right now with Get Up Kids is like trying to be like, Oh, actually you might like this now if you check it out. You know what I mean? Like if if you grew up on us in, you know, high school and college off our first two records and you listen to that new E P you might and then our new record that comes out next year. And the radar state record for that matter. It's like yep. you, you you might actually dig it. Like we're not it's it's a little bit more uh on on brand. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you, yeah, you guys are like, hey, here's the experimental record that could lose us half of our fan base that we need to put out because every band no, has to we do that. We we did that for twenty years. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then now they're coming back around to be like, Oh, you know what we do really well? Like anthemic pop punk song. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, how about how about we lean into this? <laughs> yeah. Um, that is that is uh, that is funny when you you know I, I think p- much of that comes from just the ability to have perspective on. Oh, like, co- totally. Oh, it's like yeah, we we do this well. Like, how about we just continue to do this? And obviously, if people s- still show up, then that's a that's a thing, and that will be you know our ability to you know be creative and have fun through these vehicles yeah it's a it's an interesting um an interesting balancing act because you want on the one hand you want to be like it's like trying to stay true to form but still trying to challenge yourself as an artist you know what i mean like it's it's sometimes those things can be kind of mutually exclusive so you have to sort of find what that balance is of like you know i don't like I, I don't didn't want our new record that we just finished to to be something you're at home about part two, but I wanted it to be the record that the guys who made something you're at home about would make with twenty years more experience. You know what I mean? Right. So, so. so something to write home adjacent. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah. yeah. No. 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 I. But I understand. Yeah. It's like the uh, <laughs> through the prism of an older person that uh, has the ability to look at the music more um, yeah. deliberately rather than just like, you know, pure reactions the whole time. Well, yeah. I mean, I, I, I think that like uh, in theory, you get better at a craft the more that you do it. And it's sort of like when you're, you know, you have success kind of like right out of the gate by doing something that's just very like raw and you just don't even know what you're doing really. Then, you know, 
it's it's it's, it's about it's a, it's a journey right it's all a journey. <laughs> it, absolutely and you, you you don't know where it'll take you the uh kind of on that on that same notion the idea of um you know all of the you know projects and bands that you exist in currently to me it seems like a much more um i guess manageable way to live your life not only because you know it's on your own terms where you know you can record and release music i wouldn't go so far as to say like at your leisure but enough to where it's like yo we're gonna spend you know 300 days out of the year on on tour um I presume that's the, not the, not doing that. No, no, that's right. a lot of day. <laughs> right, but I presume that it it's it feels like a it, you're in a much healthier place as far as that's concerned, and then the fact that you can you know exist as a father in in, in real life with your family and have all that uh, experience as well. Yeah, uh, yes, that's true. <laughs> now it's the thing that's trying to figure out now is like okay. New Ghetto Kids record is going to come out in like May of next year. It's like, okay, we're going to do a world tour, but we're going to spread it out. So it's like, let's go everywhere over the course of the year, but do it like three weeks on a month off or something like that. You know what I mean? Not just be like, you know, Oh, we're going on tour for two years. You know what I mean? Like pile it on top of each other. I think, you know, gotta keep, gotta keep hustling. Like try to work smarter, not harder. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah. Well, and, and you can have that. Uh, yeah. Cause that's honestly, that's exactly how, uh, thrice tours where it's like, you know, yeah. those, they're just like, Oh yeah, we'll, we'll do, you know, the longest we'll be out is like five weeks. That's like their rule. It's, yeah. God, that's a long time. It, uh, <laughs> yeah. Even that I, I, you know what, you know what I would love to get to the point is doing like what the, like we played a weekend with the descendants last year and just like, yeah, they just fly out on Thursday, play for Saturday, Sunday like every other weekend. And I'm like, that's the dream. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that's true. <laughs> yeah. Just, well, you, you have to exist for another 10 or 15 years and then you can get to that spot. There you go. <laughs> either that, either that, or I want to turn Lawrence, Kansas into like emo Las Vegas where we have like a theater here and we just perform here and people come from all over the world to here so that I can just go home every night. Right. Here's the, but, here's the get of kids residency. Yeah. <laughs> which I, which I'm sure, I mean, I, you, you could do, I mean, obviously so many bands do this where they're doing multiple nights at the same city, but that just, you know, that goes against what we were just talking about of, you know, having to be out for only three weeks. It's like, yeah, you could do like the West coast like that, but <laughs> that's a lot. Yeah. It can be done. It yes. just has, you just have, you have to like find that balance between like, you know, uh, I mean, I, to be completely honest, I think it's a balance between like profit and mental health. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like it's just like if pretty much after about two weeks, maybe two and a half weeks, it really starts to like, like really be hard on you. Well, I'll just speak for myself, I guess. Be really hard on me, like mentally and emotionally and physically. Cause you, you don't get enough sleep. And, uh, and so I, I very like, I would rather make a little less money and go out in two, three week chunks than make a little more money and go out for six solid weeks and then not like, and then and kind of make myself mad, you know, yeah. drive myself mad. Right, right, right. And it's something interesting that I'm sure that you guys have had to, you know, kind of uh, reconcile and, and discuss and, you know, kind of figure it out amongst each other. And obviously with Andrew, your booking agent where, you know, cause clearly when bands, you know, come back, 
they're able to you know command a uh, a premium price <laughs> for their shows because of you know they're playing festivals or you know right. the and then the idea of like okay well we want to continue to you know tour occasionally so we can't just be that band that's going to charge like you know 3x of what we <laughs> normally would get paid for a venue like this in order to like well yeah well go ahead you're 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 on it oh yeah well no i this is something we've discussed quite a, quite at length actually because uh you know we're 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 very much past the uh reunion the reunion show kind of cash grab phase of our career. Cause I mean, we, we've actually, as of this year, been reunited as a band for as long as we were before we broke up. Like, so you know what I mean? Like we've been a band for 23 years. We right. were a band for 10, broke up for three and been a band for another 10. And so we don't have any expectations of like, Oh, people are going to come. Like, it's like the people who are coming to see us now are like people who are like pretty hardcore fans or, you know, when we're playing in, in cities that we haven't played at in 10 years then people will, will come out, but you know, you can't keep going back to that, that well. So then it's this thing of like, well, how do you then reinvigorate people, you know, and this is all like stuff we talk to the label about stuff we talk to and to Ellis about and our management and, just like, cause it, it is like, we're, we're past that kind of initial, like, Oh, they got back together, like kind of hump, you know what I mean? And now it's like, okay, so how do you maintain this as like a, as a career? Cause you can't just keep, you can't just keep going like, well, yeah. Once every three years, we'll get a weird festival. Like <laughs> that one that was on the, the lot of the observatory. Yeah. That when we were young, I remember that. Yeah. Which I would have like, it wasn't a bad festival. It was just like when we were young, just sounds so like derivative and like, that's not what I want to <laughs> go for. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. Right. It's hey, hey, like hey look at these old guys family. playing these songs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's kind of like, I, I really want to like find a way to like absolutely celebrate that time and, and, and those songs and, and, but then to also like, like move forward, you know, like I'm still like, we're still like very creative people making like music that we really, really like. And it's just like, I don't know. It's an interesting, it's an interesting balance to try and strike. Right. Yeah. You don't want to be, you don't want to be this like, you know, cliche because it's like you turn it into the cliche of like a bar band, you know, it's like, Oh dude, we're, you know, this, this cover band that like blows the roof off our local joint on Friday and Saturday nights. And it's like, you know, bands that come from our world, like don't, you know, maybe some people want to be like that, but I think I mean, most people are, that's like, a- eh, I don't know. In a world where everyone is confined to their homes, society begins its largest bin watch to date. In the hallowed library of Hulu, or perhaps on a shelf of DVDs you haven't looked at in a decade, is a show that perfectly encapsulates life in the early aughts and launched a friendship that would inspire millions. Hi, I'm Zach Braff. And I'm Donald Faison. In 2001, we starred in Scrubs, a sitcom that revealed a glimpse of what it was like to survive a medical internship. As Turk and JD, we explored guy love. Nearly 20 years later, a lot has changed. We're not supermen, but we're still best friends. Eh. Given the mandatory lockdown, there's no better time to relive the series that brought us together in the first place. And we're doing it with a podcast. That's right. 
people. We're going to bring friends and crew members and fellow cast members and writers. And and guess what? We're going to even invite some of you to call into the podcast and ask all the questions you want of the entire Sacred Heart staff. Join us for Fake Doctors, Real Friends on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, and wherever you get your podcasts. I mean, that's that's a hustle. That's a gig. I'm not going to fault anybody for no. for wanting to, to make a living. But like, it it wouldn't make me like it wouldn't make me feel like fulfilled. You know what I mean? Like, it doesn't. There are plenty of things that I do in my job that I are part of the job or, you know what I mean? That like, but like the part that really gets me going is that like the creative part of it, just like writing the songs. And so if I was just doing the oldie circuit of, you know, the, what are we second wave, the second wave emo oldie circuit, like it would, it would be a little, it would be disheartening. But so, but then at the same time, you don't want to come across as being like, Oh, I hate, I don't want any part of that. Cause that's not what I'm saying either. Right. It's just like, I don't want that to be, Oh, Hey, remember when you were 20? That's like the best thing you ever did. And the only important time in your life. It's yep. just like, well, that sucks. <laughs> right. Totally. Remember that? Remember that touchdown pass you threw in the uh, high school football yeah. game? Yeah. You know, I don't, I don't want to be uncle Rico and Napoleon dynamite. You know what I mean? <laughs> we're just like, yeah. Hey, hey guys, you got this, you got this record. Do you listen to this one? You, I, I put this yeah, out. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I just carry some copies of something right about with me wherever I go. <clears throat> Whenever. Right. It's like, it's like people who bring their own headshots places. Do people still do that? Or is that like more of an eighties thing? <laughs> I, I, I think it, that may be a relic of the past, but the, the notion, mm. the, the notion still lands. <laughs> yeah. Um, the kind of jumping around to a, a few different uh, topics, one of them being, uh, you know, basically, I, you know, as I was perusing uh, all of the, you know, interviews you kind of done over the past, whatever year, year and a half, uh, you know, so many people have kind of you know, come at you, uh, you know, in a positive way being like, oh, your daughter's in a band. And um, I just, mm-hmm. I love the fact that it's like the, you know, they're, they're called LK Ultra, correct? Yeah. And I love the fact that it's like clearly, you know, there was a, uh, you know, Chicago band called MK Ultra. And like, did you uh-huh. actually, did you physically step in with your daughter and be like, yo, you should probably change the name because of this? Like, did you do that first or was that something that was like organically discovered online? Uh, well, they, they started in a, there's a, uh, like a, a girls rock like camp that happens here where they like take teenage, uh, girls and and they they do this camp for a week and they put bands together and so that was the name of their girls rock band was mk ultra because they were obsessed with stranger things and so they you know that whole thing Mm -hmm. and then uh so they played one show and then they're like oh let's keep playing and then at that point it's like well if you're gonna actually play shows you probably should change your name because it's not just the band from Chicago. There's like seven yeah. or eight bands that have been called MK Ultra over the years. Yeah, it's the band's from the '70s. Oh, and, okay. uh, but it's it was like they were resistant. They were resistant. You know, if they're teenagers. You know, it's just like nah, it doesn't, doesn't matter. matter. And then like, yeah, it, they tried to kind of get shit for it. And I was just like, I'm telling you, you're gonna you're gonna have to change the name eventually. It's easier to do before people know who you are than it is. After they, so, you know, Lawrence, Kansas, LK Ultra, it's, yeah. it's, it still works. And yeah, now they, it does. they don't even remember, they don't even <laughs> care. It's like, it's so old. 
that was like a year ago, Dad. Yeah, it's like. Dude. But I, I didn't just I didn't just tell her. I told all because they they rehearse in my garage. I have like a little rehearsal space in my kind of office in my garage, and so they're always over here. And just like you guys shouldn't do that. <laughs> That's yeah. No, I I, lo- I love that because it's not like I just always I just reflect on the you know the journey of you know being a kid and then being a parent and then the idea that like you know a parent would know the you know the the politically active hardcore band from chicago it's just like oh yeah like obviously our parents would never be like hey hey matt i think there's a there's a band already called the get well <laughs> yeah well or things like like i, I really pushed because like her generation those kids they don't they, they're not interested in learning how to drive i don't know if you know this this is like a a phenomenon of like uh, teenagers now. It's like they, they have no interest in learning how to drive. And so I was like, we basically were like really pushing our daughter to learn how to drive. So I was like, I'm sick of driving you to your fucking gigs. I'm not like, I'm not your chauffeur. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't like, you need to, you need to. And I, I was thinking about it. I was like, my parents never took me to it. A, a show. I mean, I started playing shows when I was 15. I don't I just had older friends who had cars, you know what I mean? Like, of course, but, uh, uh, yeah, I was, it's, I don't know. It's just, it's just one of those things. They're, they're figuring it out. Yeah. Goofballs. Yeah. Well, yeah, as, as, as most kids are, but I mean, it's, it, it the, uh, the, the growing, um, you know, interest that I have in that, that idea of you having the experience uh, as the parent, um, and then being able to, I mean, it's not like obviously your kid is going, you know, your kid will listen to you to a certain extent, but like you said, you know, teenagers will, will not care about most of what you say. It, but just the fact that it's like, you know, they, a child would have a resource to go to in regards to like, Hey dad, what was it like to like play in a band and like that sort of stuff. And you know, I, I imagine most of the time, like those questions maybe, uh, maybe don't bubble up as often as they should. <laughs> uh, no, they, they, I mean, they're around and they're talking, they don't really ask my opinion, but like, if I hear something, I'll be like, oh, well, there's a, this and that and the other, or like, yeah, like they got, they got paid with a check and I was like, do you guys have a bank account? And they're like, huh? huh? And I'm like, well, then that's just a worthless piece of paper then. You know what I mean? Like, right. Do they, they get, do they ask you to sign a W nine? Uh, no, they didn't. Oh, okay. Well then you're okay. <laughs> um, it's this, there's things like that where it's just kind of like, it, cause you know, it, it, I have no interest in like, like pushing my kids to like necessarily like be something that I want them to be. I don't want to be like a, like a stage parent or anything like that. But at the same time, it's like, I'd be silly for them to not use me as some kind of a resource. And then, you know, all the parents. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, especially when you have a parent that like has experience, because I I think that's when, you know, when your parent becomes a more real human being and not just this, you know, person that tells you to do things and not do things is when they, you know, they can actually lend not only their ear, but their experience. And like, oh, yes, I I did this thing. And you're kind of like, oh, Oh, you're a real human, like <laughs> rather than just yeah. this other person they've shared shared space with for a while. Yeah, I mean, uh, we're we're pretty close. We, me and the kids, like we talk, we talk a lot. So it's awesome. Um, yeah, it's it, 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 yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's it's, it's, an, it's a fun thing to observe, especially because like 
like her band now is getting into like they're putting on their own shows at like a like a BFW hall type space. And it's just like, okay, I can de- I can definitely help you with that one. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like right. I, it's like does this place actually have a PA? If not, you need to get a PA, and you need to have somebody working the door, and all that kind of that fun jazz. But they've got a cool like scene going on here. There's actually a lot of. I mean, there's always a good music scene in Lawrence just because it's a college town and it's always had a lot of good music in it. But now there's like a scene of like, like under, like an under 21 scene, like a, like a, a proper like teenage, like punk rock music scene here. And I just, I love that. Yeah. That's, that's what I grew up. That's what I grew up with. Yeah. It's super cool. And especially to feel like that, uh, if, to feel like that watching, through the lens of, you know, your daughter, where it's just like, oh, this is exciting, not only for me, but it's exciting to watch you contribute to this thing. That's like, you know, was important, mm-hmm. was important to me. It's still important to me. It's just, yeah, yeah that's exciting. Um, there, uh, there, there's a few things from a business perspective that, uh, you know, I kind of want to dig in. You don't have to, you know, get specific. I'm not asking you <laughs> numbers or anything like that, but uh, you, you want to see, see my tax return? Is yeah. If you don't mind. Yeah. <laughs> no. okay. But the, you know, like when, you know, when you're getting, you know, your royalty checks, streaming checks for your music, you know, is there something that, uh, you know, kind of surprises you over time where it's like, you know, obviously once, I mean, this was, you know, many, many years ago where the physical medium, um, um, you know, CD started to die and streaming became a thing. And then, you know, now obviously the resurgence of vinyl and stuff like that. But is there something that kind of, you know, uh, surprised you as you started to notice trends where it's like, not even so much like, oh, wow, like I'm making more money off of Spotify or whatever, but just kind of like the, oh, wow, like this, this thing has changed and it, it surprised me in this, in this fashion. Uh, I mean, it's, it's been, a, for me, it's been a couple of years that I've really started, like I've actually been like kind of making a conscious decision to like pay more attention to like online, uh, sort of, uh, the sort of online aspect of, of being a musician. Um, the thing that comes to mind, uh, Jim is really into Spotify plays. He's always like at band practice, like talking about (laughs) Spotify plays. And I, I just have no, I'm just like, is that good? Like, I'm just like, I don't care. But so we did this kind of like, for a long time, we had never gone to South America ever until last year. And for a long time, it's like anytime we would post, Hey, we're playing in LA. It's like, come to Chile, come to Brazil. And like, okay, okay, okay. And then you get on like Spotify and you look at that like metadata and it's like a huge part of our listening audience is in South America, like way more than I thought it was. Cause you know, there's, they don't really buy records down there. So like, you know, it was just one of those like, Oh, okay, well then we need to go there. And, you know, because we're a 20 year old band, 20 plus year old band who had never been to the market before, like promoters were, you know, not exactly sure how we would do, you know, cause it's like, Oh yeah, I love the band, but like, I don't want to like offer you a ton of money. So like, okay, we'll go down there for a week. And as long as we can break even, mm-hmm. you know, then we're, we'll, cause we want to, we just got to see if this is a thing, you know what I mean? And we played like 1100 people in Sao Paulo and we had never been there before. That's amazing. And people were freaking out, like freaking out. Like it was, it was, it was great. And so now it's like, okay, so let's look at this even more. And like, we learned recently that 20% of our merchandise, our online store ships to Japan. 
And like, really? <laughs> 20%? Right. And so it's just one of those things are just like, okay, so let's start. Because, you know, when you're, when we still kind of come from a time, at least maybe not when we first started out, but by the time we started working with Vagrant, where it was just like, okay, you guys got this. Uh, we're going to write songs and play shows, and then you guys handle everything else. And now it's kind of like, oh, we should, you know, be more like, uh, like more in tune to like that kind of stuff to a certain degree. I don't want to be like, yeah, like you're turning like, it into a data mining company or whatever. Right, right, right. Right. Yeah. I mean, you could if you wanted to. Totally. Like, but uh, you know, I have to want to have some sort of like organic uh, feel to it. But yeah, so like, um, I don't know. Like, I I don't pay enough attention to like where things stream. I do know now our royalties that we get from. Uh, with BMG now, they bought Vagrant. Yep. Uh, it'll do it by territory. So it'll be like, why do we have so many listeners in like Afghanistan? It's like, oh, because there's a military base. You know, or there's like military guys there and they can listen to Spotify or whatever. It's like, oh, okay. So there's Americans over there. So that's why we listen. Because I don't, I don't think a lot of Afghans are. Afghanis are listening to our band, but I could be completely wrong. Yeah, you could be. Yeah. Who knows? There is, yeah, maybe they're uh, they're really into uh, you know sentimental, emotional songs over there. Yeah, yeah, yeah you yeah. never know. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, stranger shits happen. It's very true. Yeah, you you have no idea. But I I, I like that example of what you're talking about where you know, using these uh, insights that did not exist before to be able to, um, you know, be directional about your approach to the band and be like, well, yeah, ultimately we just want to play good shows for people. Like, Oh, I thought of an, I thought of another one that hit, I hadn't thought hit of me. before hit me that, and this is, this is less about streaming and more about like just regional specificity. When we released something you're at home about, it had bonus tracks in different territories. So like, the Japanese version of it had two bonus tracks on it. The European version of it had two different bonus tracks on it. And so it's like, and usually bonus tracks are kind of like, you know, they're not throwaways, but they're, they're more like deep cuts. And it's like, why do they love this deep cut in Germany so much? It's like, Oh, cause it was on your most popular record over there. <laughs> It's just kind of one of those like, oh, oh right. right, right. There's a reason that that territory loves that song or whatever. Yeah. 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 Or, or like the, the only place that on a wire really like kind of maintained the same, the same momentum as Southern at home about was in Japan. And I, I don't know why, but so like they, they still know those, those songs, like, you know, that those songs are more popular there. Yeah. It's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I know that's it. It's, it's super fun to, to be not only to like observe that, but like experience it and be like, Oh yes. Like this is, this is what we can get out of this experience. This will not only make it more fun for the crowd, it'll make it more fun for us or whatever. Like, yeah, it's just, it's a really, really cool experience. Um, well, and I mean, that, those are, those are all sorts of like, I mean, they're kind of pseudo business decisions at this point. Cause it's just like, what's going to make the best vibe. And it's like, okay, let's go. Like when the record comes out, let's go play, you know, a small club. Like we played the Casbah over the summer in San Diego and it was awesome. And it was just like, yeah, I don't, we don't have to play house of blues. <laughs> you know what oh, I mean? Like let's yeah. go play the, let's go play the punk club. Totally. Play, play the 300 cap room. That'll just be yeah, yeah, super, super fun. 
Oh God, they were drunk. Oh, dude, that's yeah, that's the so ca- <laughs> that is the Casbah for you. No matter what, if you yeah. if you go there for any sort of a Rocket from the Crypt affiliated band, uh, it, mm-hmm. I mean, oh, holy moly, it's just like yeah, you know, you're surprised anybody's standing at the end of the night. <laughs> Hi, I'm Esther Dean, and I'm excited to welcome you to a brand new season of Songland and Songland's podcast. We have an amazing roster of talent this season. I promise you, you don't want to miss one single episode. Don't miss Songland, Monday nights at 10, 9 central on NBC. And join us here on Songland's podcast, available every week after the show on the iHeart app or wherever you get your podcasts. It was, it was, it was comparable. (laughs) That's so good. (laughs) Um, kind of, kind of on that same note, um, something that I, uh, I find interesting when, uh, you know, bands, uh, have to make that sort of, uh, this sounds dramatic, but that fork in the road decision where it's like, you know, you're choosing tours and like two of the guys are like, yo, this sucks. We don't want to do this. And then everybody else is like, no, this makes sense for reasons A, B, and C. Um, you know, do you have any of those kind of moments that you, and it does, you don't have to like air dirty laundry or anything, but I just find those moments, um, you know, insightful where, you know, especially when you're like looking at it in retrospect where it's like, I can't even believe that this was like a huge point of contention that we were discussing. And it's like, you know, not only irrelevant now, but you know, very meaningless. Um, it, it, as far as tours go, it's, it's rarely like, we're usually pretty close to being on the same page, if not on the same page. Uh, I guess in it, 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 like hindsight being 2020, there's some, some things that would have been like, well, that would have been probably a good move, I guess, long-term. But, uh, at the same time, like making all the decisions that we did make kind of brings us to where we are now. And I like where we are now. So like a lot of those things that are like woulda, coulda, sh- you know, woulda, shoulda, coulda. It just gets kind of like, yeah, but that's just not. Yeah, that's part of the process. That's, yeah, that's that's not really a thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I just, I, I, whatever, and having discussions with other, like I remember uh, I had Aaron Harris, the drummer of uh, ISIS, which, you know, they now can't, mm-hmm. can't call themselves that. But, uh, you know, yeah, he, I know. He, he, totally. He was talking about how they had some, like, you know, Slipknot offered them a tour, but, you know, that was like, you know, it would have been whatever, like 40 dates around the, you know, world playing in arenas. And like, they turned it down because Mm -hmm. they were like, Oh yeah. Like this just doesn't, you know, the most of the band disagreed with it, you know? And it's like, I I just find those little moments where it's like, it's not like a right or wrong decision if you said yes or no, but just that, that the process of having that discussion, I find so interesting because it either offers up a snapshot of that particular time that, you know, many people, don't get that picture painted where it's like, you know, whatever you say today where it's like, Oh dude, you want to go on tour with Slipknot? Like get up kids are a bad example, but most bands would be like, of course, if you're like remotely heavy, everybody would say yes to it. <laughs> Whereas like back then it's like, Oh, it needs to be, it needs to be, we, we got to talk about that. Uh, we've, we've made decisions like that before. Right. <laughs> that, that are, that are comparable to that, that particular scenario. I mean, the big one for us was turning down a blink when a, the blink when a two, Green Day tour oh, right. back in the day. That, that, and that, was, that was like early 2000s, yeah? Yeah, and I think Saves and Jimmy World ended up doing it and got a lot out of it, but we were just like, eh, not our bag. Yeah, it, and, 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 I, that's a perfect example of something where it's like, you know, having, I'm sure having that discussion with everybody, you know, agent, management, everybody in the band, and kind of like, you know, 
really wringing your hands about it or you know maybe it was not even that dramatic and it was like no it's just not Uh, not our fit you know these are things that come up and it's like and i think it's mostly tour stuff but although sometimes it's like like press kind of shit or like like we've never you know like we've never been the kind of band that makes like they call them like shout out videos like hey guys come see you know what i mean like it's always (laughs) just like right and I'm just, I'm just like, I don't want to do that. And, you know, I mean, you, you find what you're comfortable with and, and what you're not comfortable with. For me, it's kind of like, it's not just enough for it to be profitable. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I don't need, a, I don't need a whole lot. You know what I mean? I need to make enough money to take care of me and my family. And uh, other than that, I'm good. You know, and so I don't, I like, if it's just like, well, really, they're a really big band. And I'm like, yeah, but they cheesy, <laughs> you know, or something like those, those kind of things come up. But to me, it's got to be like, at least, I, you know, it doesn't have to be like a perfect fit, but it, it needs to be something somewhat meaningful. Right, right. Yeah. Oh, it totally. Yeah. I don't know. No, I, I completely understand what you're I don't saying. Wanna, I don't want to get into a situation where I'm like talking shit on people. Cause no. I, that's not how I feel. No, no, I, I don't. I, I think that anybody, <laughs> especially when you're, you're, you're talking about it from your own perspective, it's like, you're like, this is just a decision that is, is not for me. You can understand why other people would say, you know, yes to it or whatever, but you're like, that's just not, that's that's not how I've lived my life. So yeah, I understand completely yeah. where you're coming from. And, and, you know, everybody on our, on our team kind of gets that, you know what I mean? Like, Sometimes things come up and they're like, you, this would be really, this, this would be a good idea. You know, it's, you know, we're like, it's just, we're not feeling it. So we're going to go on, you know, our gut, yep. which is ultimately what has the final decision on anything. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, a few last things before I, I let you go. The uh, there's something that you um, said. Uh, don't ask me where you said this or whatever, but I'm sure you know you've, you've mentioned this on on a few occasions. Where you know finding uh, finding joy in the thing that you are you are doing. You know whether it's you know playing in a band, whether it's you know whatever uh, being you know a mail carrier, whether it's like you know just the process of doing the thing. Um, I think that's something that uh, a lot of people pay closer attention to as they get older, because they realize that like, that is, that is where the happiness is derived from where it's like, you know, Mm. you're doing the thing that you're doing. Um, whereas like, you know, uh, the uh, notion of always looking (laughs) at what other people have or what other people are doing and being like, Oh, I want to do that thing. And then you're doing that thing and you're like, Oh, but I want to do that thing. It's like, well, it's just a never ending, (laughs) never ending well of that. Um, the, I, I'm sure I, does that resonate, does that statement, you know, resonate with you, you know, even more as you are, you know, whatever you're doing, you know, the radar state and you're doing all of these things that you are active in. Um, and even, you know, the decision for you, you're like, yeah, I don't want to do the podcast anymore. Um, mm-hmm. I'm sure all of them are kind of like at the core of it. That's the sort of question you ask yourself. Yeah. And like, I discuss it with my wife, you know, like it's, uh, it's, you know, how, how I spend my time very much as a, you know, she's got a say in that, <laughs> like a pretty big one. And right. so like, we, we, we talk about that kind of stuff and like, we, you know, it's, it's one of those, like the thing about radar state right now is that it's just, it's just a really fun, like hang time with me and, and Jim and Josh and Adam. And it's really, 
the songs are fun and the and the the, the hang time is fun, but like I don't want to like go on a world tour of radar. You know what I mean? Like it's just sort of like this is like something to do for fun, not something to do for uh, a job. <laughs> and uh, but like you know with with talking about like really kind of putting effort back into the Gettys again it's like okay well if this is what I'm going to do then I need to figure out what things in it make me happy and figure out what things in it make me miserable and then also through like just my own like even like through therapy and meditation and stuff and just being like yeah I'm not going to get in that fight you know what I mean like cuz you kind of get into this thing sometimes when you have five type A personalities in a band of like everyone kind of wants to be in control and there are certain things that I just don't care about. And so it's like, okay. And in the past, I think I probably would have tried to still control those things. And now if I just kind of like, you know what, I don't have a real strong preference about this. So I'm, I'm happy with that. That's fine. Like what you're suggesting. I definitely would not have done that in the past. You know what I mean? Like I would have, so yeah, I do think that you have to find, you know, I mean, I, I would love, I loved doing the podcast. It was just, it took a lot of time and, and, you know, you do kind of like a cost benefit analysis of like, it, it didn't make any money and it was taking up a lot of my time and it was taking time away from other things that I was doing that were either making me happy or making me money. So decided to like if, if if there was a way to like do that again that I could just do it for free and for fun and not actually have to book anybody like if it was like somebody else did all the booking then I would totally do that again right. I always thought it was really fun yeah, yeah um, absolutely because that was one too where it's just like what do you like about doing a podcast it's like well I like talking to people and what do you dislike about doing a podcast I'm like literally everything else and it was just like well I guess that that's probably not worth it. Then. You know what I mean? Like, so yeah, absolutely. I also love like, you know, on the radar state, uh, scenario. I mean, clearly that's been, you know, kicking around for a while. Um, as far as, you know, you guys, you know, releasing and, and existing in the world. Um, but I just, I, you know, you can't, uh, the, every headline writes itself in regards to like, you know, a new song coming out. It's just like, yeah, emo super group. And, um, I, I just, the, there's never there's very rarely the attention that is is paid to just be like well obviously these guys would play together like they like each other they've played in uh-huh. bands together they've toured together so like you know it's it's much less but of course like in order to get people to pay attention you need to call it a super group um I, yeah I, that's 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 just marketing though i mean you know who else is a super group is chicken foot right you know what i mean and that's <laughs> <laughs> so i don't put a lot of stock in the term Oh, to- yeah, totally totally i just I, I i always find it um yeah i find it funny too and I, i'm sure like you said you just <laughs> you're like well yeah that's just the way for you know to get people to pay attention to it because it's a super group obviously so <laughs> uh, it's, 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 a, it's a super group it's a super group of guys super just super super great guys <laughs> um the uh the last thing i want to hit on was the uh you actually kind of mentioned this earlier where um 
you, uh, you know, when you are, you know, out in your normal day to day life, as far as, uh, you know, existing, going to, you know, PTA meetings and, you know, uh, go to grocery shopping and all those other things. Um, you know, I like, I don't use this term as a pejorative, but like, you know, when you're dealing with, uh, you know, people that don't have the same sort of, uh, you know, subculture experience that we do, you know, like they're, they're civilians. And I, I, again, I don't mean that in a pejorative way, but, um, I don't take it though. I, it, it is what it is. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, I know you'd understand, <laughs> but the, I just find it interesting. Cause I mean, I, I experience it. I know that you experience it too, where it's like people, you know, if like you've played a band, people, you know, attempt to either kind of relate back to it, ask the questions of like what it sounds like and all those, those fun kind of tropes you get into. Um, you know, is it, um, I'm sure it's just kind of, you know, entertaining for you for people like you said to either be like oh matt like you're still doing that thing dude like oh that's cute or you know like not in a belittling way but just like oh i, I didn't know it's still yeah. around or whatever um you know how do those interactions it's, kind of go for you i try to end the conversation as quickly as possible because it's one of those things where it's like uh like i had a, I had a friend recently and i don't think he was meaning to sound rude but he came to one of our shows and we were hanging out and he was like, Oh, so you guys are still doing this, huh? And I was like, yeah, we're still, we still fucking get to do this. Like we still like didn't, we don't have to go work in an office. We still get to do this. Like it just, it's kind of like you can say the same words and have like a different like tone to it. And I just, I, I just get kind of annoyed you know, but I, I don't. I don't think he meant to sound rude. It's just kind of something that, like, oh yeah, being in a band, something you do when you're in your twenties. You know, <laughs> and that's, that's like now you have to be a grown up. And I'm like, well, actually, this is the only thing I'm qualified to do. So technically, I'm being more of an adult by staying in this band. <laughs> right. Right. And uh, so you know, I don't. I don't think. I don't think people are ill intentioned. I mean, sometimes journalists are. Mm-hmm. But, uh, I, you know, I've never given a shit about that. Uh, right. But like, so most people like, they, they don't really even think about it. And sometimes they'll say something like that and they won't even realize that they're saying something that could be construed as insensitive to me. But so I, I take all that with, you know, large grains of salt. and just let it go. Right. Right. I mean, I mean, after, after 23 years of people calling me emo, I've really learned to like, let people just think what they think, (laughs) you know, and like, I don't, I don't, I don't have any control over what they want to, how they're going to perceive me. I can only like try to present myself in a way that I, I think is appropriate and that I'm, I'm happy with. So. Right, right. <laughs> Do you know ha, has the uh, you, you know like when you, when you have you know come through on tour or whatever and you know played Lawrence or played the general vicinity have like your uh, kids, friends, parents like you know come to shows and like see you in a different you know see you playing, which is a clearly different light than you know what the morning drop off is or whatever. And I understand your kids, you know, like many of them, like you were mentioning earlier, you know, do online school, so there's a little bit less of that interaction. But like, have you had that experience? Well, or but yeah, go ahead. Well, it's it's there's an interesting thing of at least for me of uh, just living in this living in this town, and it's like. Some people have heard of my band. Some people haven't. Some people have heard of the band because it's something people talk about in town. 
I very much put off the vibe that I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I don't, I don't give a shit. It's just my, it's part of what I do. But then like last, not this last summer, but the summer of 2017, we played this live event. We played a free show on the main street in Lawrence and like 6,000 people came out. And that was when all of a sudden all these people that I just know from regular life were like, Oh, that was cool. Right. You know, like that was, that was really fun. And like, and so that now I feel like they kind of like, like they get it. And I think if I was more arrogant about it, they would be almost like, like, uh, I, but I'm just like, yeah, that was really, that was really cool. I don't know. So that, that, that's in a sense. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I, I guess in that scenario, I'm not as comfortable talking about myself, which is weird because I just talked about myself for like 40 years. Yeah. Well, I, <laughs> no, but I, I think I, the, uh, the interesting thread I was trying to pull on there is just the fact that, you know, people, um, when they see someone doing something that they are passionate about, like whether it's, you know, playing golf or whether it's playing in a band, you see a person in a different light because they're able to show, something they're passionate about and not everybody gets to mm. see that on a daily basis. And so I think that, you know, when you get to show that side of yourself and people recognize like, because you know, most people it's like, yeah, when you're of a certain age and you're playing in a band, most people just imagine it's like, Oh yeah, you're like, you're just hanging out with your friends, you know, drinking in a you know garage or whatever. But like when you're, you're sometimes, and sometimes you are, and sometimes you are, <laughs> but then like when you actually get up and play it, it's like, Oh wow. Like that's like, it doesn't even matter about the crowd reaction, but just like, people watching you do the thing. It's kind of like, Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. I don't know. I think it's something that a lot of people can't relate to. You know what I mean? That's like true. as far as like, um, whether it's being on stage in any capacity, whether you're just a public speaker or a comedian or a preacher, you know what I mean? Like it, like I think, isn't that like the number one biggest fear that we have is like public speaking. And I think I heard that somewhere. I don't know if it's true. No, I think but, so. uh, definitely top 10 for sure. So that, that aspect of it, like, Oh, I could never do that. I could never go on a stage like that. That's weird enough. But then also just the concept of like, you know, being in a band is your job, <laughs> you know? And that, and that, that like, like for them, it's like going to one of our shows is a night out. But for me, going to one of our shows is a night at the office. Right. You know what I mean? Like it's, yep. And so I don't want to be a stick in the mud. I don't want to be like, oh, I can't hang. But it's like, it's like I'm not, I, I have to get up in the morning and do this again tomorrow. You know what I mean? Like, I can't, like, go buck wild every single night. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> totally. totally. It's a lot of <laughs> Jim started saying it on stage. I used to just make jokes about it that we played, uh, we got a sitter rock, which is just like, we got a sitter, you know? And, but Jim will do this thing now where like if we come on for an encore and Jim's always trying to get us to play more songs, he wants to, he loves, he loves being on stage. And so he wants us to play longer. And so he'll be like, all right, you're going to have to pay the babysitter extra tonight. And it's a, it's a corny line, but it makes me laugh. <laughs> it is. It's a lot of, you think about it, like coming, if you're, an adult with kids and you're going to take the night off and you're going to buy two tickets, pay for a babysitter. probably going to make a whole night of it, you know, go out to eat and go buy merch and buy drinks. It starts to add up. 
people don't want to, people can't do it every single night. It's not like when we were, you know, in high school and college, it's just like, yeah, I got three bucks. I could go to that show. Totally. Yeah. This is, this is a, this is a, uh, a bare minimum $60 commitment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And, I'm, and we're cognizant, we're absolutely cognizant of that because it's just like, and that's why it's just like, I don't care if there's 10 people here. There's 10 people who paid a lot of, you know, took time out of their life and paid money to come here. So they're, these are going to be the most stoked 10 people in all of wherever we are. Yeah, absolutely. Totally get that. Well, uh, Matt, we, we did it again. I appreciate you letting me, uh, yeah, pick, your, <laughs> pick your brain in different ways. I, uh, yeah, always, always love hanging out and chatting with you. Yeah, man. Yes, yes, yes. Thank you very much, Matt, for coming back on the show. Thank you, Wiretap Records, for putting out Radar State, which is an awesome record. Strays, it's called. Go to wiretaprecords.com and you will be able to get yourself a copy of that thing because it's really, really good. And next week's guest, like I was teasing to you at the very beginning, is a white whale. John K. Sampson from The Weaker Dance. And he was in Propaganda as well. He's just, he is an amazing individual. I chased him for a while on email and, you know, he's saying, he was never being mean to me. He was never being like, oh no, I don't want to do it. He's just like, oh, like, yeah, well, let's wait a little bit. My house is under repair. I want to do this when I'm, you know, in the right mental state. And then finally we synced it up and I had the chat and it was everything I wanted to be and more. John was such a rad dude. It was awesome. So that's what we got next week. John K. Sampson. I can't even believe I'm saying that. He's appearing on this podcast. Holy crap. Anyways, That's what we got. And until next week, as I always say, please be safe, everybody. You've been listening to the Jabberjaw Podcast Network, jabberjawmedia.com. Shh. I'm Bob Roth, host of the new podcast, Stay Calm. Meditation changed my life in college. And I've spent the last 50 years teaching people about the benefits of meditation from celebrity clients to students in inner city schools. And now I'm sharing a lot of what I know straight to your ears in my new podcast. Join me every Monday through Friday morning. All you need is a few minutes and an open mind. Listen and subscribe to Stay Calm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.